the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. I'm not saying it's right or wrong what we're doing, what we're not doing, but nations don't want to get involved because they don't want to get in a direct conflict with Russia. But all the world is looking for someone, some leader to lead and stop Russia from doing what they're doing. During the kingdom age, Jesus will stop any aggression by a nation. Will be a strong leader. The saying goes that the only thing certain in life are death and taxes. But another one that could be added to the list is war. Even though you might not hear about them, war has been going on continually someplace on the earth for nearly a century. People have tried unsuccessfully to make the world a war free place. But according to the Bible, as you'll hear in Pastor Dan's message today, The world will continue in its warring ways until Jesus comes back and establishes his kingdom on earth at the end of time. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Micah, chapter 4, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. And he came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him, to the Son of Man, was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. Again, all of the nations of the world are going to come under his dominion. And his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom. Now go over to Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 2, verse 11. And many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, to Yahweh. And they shall become my people. Look what it says. And I will dwell in your midst. Who's going to dwell in the midst? The Lord Yahweh. Jesus Christ, and I will dwell in your midst. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you and the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land. This is where we get the phrase Holy Land, by the way. And I will again choose Jerusalem. Remember Micah, the end of Micah, chapter three, verse 12, Jerusalem is going to be plowed up like a field. It's going to be completely destroyed. But here God is saying, I'm going to dwell in your midst. And I will again choose Jerusalem. Be silent, all flesh before the Lord, for he is aroused from his holy habitation, it says. Now, turn over to chapter 8 of Zechariah, verse 3. Thus says the Lord. It's Yahweh, it's capital letters, Yahweh. Thus says the Lord, 
I will return to Zion and dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. Now you can stop right there. And the Lord God, Yahweh, says, I will return to Zion, which should immediately prompt the question of when was he in Zion before? When Jesus Christ came the first time. God incarnate, Emmanuel, God with us. In Zion, in Jerusalem, and look what he says when he returns to Zion the second time, Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth. Remember what Micah said? The city is built upon iniquity. (laughs) The city is built upon bloodshed. When Christ establishes his kingdom on the earth, the capital of the world will be known as the city of truth. Have you ever felt that way about our capital? City of truth, nothing but truth in this city. All about the truth here. When the kingdom age, the capital of the world will be known as the city of truth. The mountain of the Lord of hosts, the holy mountain. Look down at verse 20, down at verse 20, still in chapter 8. Thus says the Lord of hosts, people shall yet come, inhabitants of many cities. The inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us continue to go and pray before the Lord and seek the Lord of hosts. I myself will go also. Yes, many peoples and strong nations, powerful nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts. Where? In Jerusalem. And to pray before the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts in those days. Again, he's talking about the kingdom age. Ten men from every language of the nation shall grasp the sleeve of a Jewish man saying, let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. So the nations now where before the nations were opposed to the Jewish people. Battle of Armageddon, all the nations of the world come against the Jewish people. Now, during the kingdom age, all the nations you come upon a Jew. Hey, can I go with you up to Jerusalem? Can you take me up to the house of the Lord? Can you show me around? Go with me to chapter 14. Now, chapter 14, in the first four verses, it describes the battle of Armageddon. It just, it references it. Chapter 14, verse 1, Behold, the day of the Lord is coming, and your spoil will be divided in your midst, for I will gather all the nations to battle against Jerusalem. That's the battle of Armageddon. That's at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. The city shall be taken, the houses rifled, and the women ravished. Half of the city shall go into captivity, but the remnant of the people shall not be cut off from that city. Then the Lord, Yahweh, will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day, when the Lord goes to fight for Israel, for the Jewish people, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east, And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west, making a very large valley. Half of the mountain shall move toward the north and half of it toward the south. And so here he's describing this battle of Armageddon that's going to take place at the end of the tribulation period. And this battle will be the thing that prompts Jesus Christ to return to rescue his people. And he's going to go forth and fight against all those nations and defeat them. And his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives. Remember, he ascended to heaven from the Mount of Olives. And the angel told the disciples, he's going to return just as he left. He's going to come back to the Mount of Olives and he's going to establish his kingdom there in 
Jerusalem. Look down at verse 16 now. So now the Lord's come back at the first part of chapter 14. He's defeated all the nations. Now he's established his kingdom. And in verse 16, and it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem. So those that had survived the tribulation period that survived the battle of Armageddon. They're now in the kingdom age. They shall go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. So during the kingdom age, everybody's going to go up to Jerusalem to keep the feast. And it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, on them there will be no rain. If the family of Egypt will not come up and enter in, they shall have no rain. They shall receive the plague with which the Lord strikes the nations who do not come up to keep the feast of tabernacles. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that do not come up to keep the feast of tabernacles. So everybody will be required. Whether they want to go up or not, they're going to have to go. In that day, verse 20, holiness to the Lord shall be engraved on the bells of the horses. The whole city of Jerusalem is going to be holy, even down to the bells on the horses. The pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yes, every pot in Jerusalem and Judah shall be holiness to the Lord of hosts. Everyone whose sacrifices shall come and take them and cook them. And that day there shall no longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts. It's just going to be holiness in the city of Jerusalem. Psalm 98, you don't have to turn there. Psalm 98, verse 9, I'll just read it to you. For he is coming to judge the earth. With righteousness, he shall judge the world and the people with equity or correctness, rightness. The world has never known a ruler who rules with perfect righteousness all the time. That's the kingdom age. Now, turn back with me to Micah. Are you guys with me? Okay. Chapter four, look at verse three. Again, speaking of the kingdom age, when Jesus Christ is ruling on the earth, verse three says he shall judge between many peoples. And rebuke strong nations afar off. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Verse three says that during that kingdom age, there's still going to be nations and kingdoms and people living on the earth. And any strong nation that tries to act out during the kingdom age, Jesus will immediately stop them. I can't help but think about the current situation with Ukraine. And Russia invading that nation. And it seems all the world is looking for someone to stop Russia. The president of Ukraine is pleading with world leaders. To do something. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, what we're doing, what we're not doing, but nations don't want to get involved because they don't want to get in a direct conflict with Russia. But all the world is looking for someone, some leader to lead and stop Russia from doing what they're doing. During the kingdom age, Jesus will stop any aggression by a nation. He'll be a strong leader. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. 
We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. The Bible describes Jesus as, listen, the desire of all nations. That's what the world's looking for right now. Everybody's afraid to act against Russia. Again, I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. I'm just saying everybody's afraid to act against Russia because we don't want to start World War III. But all the nations are looking for someone to do something. To put an end to it. They're really looking for Jesus. They just don't realize it. He's the desire of all nations. He's the one all the nations desire right now. During the kingdom age, we're told in verse 3, there'll be no more war. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. They're going to turn their weapons into farming equipment. They're going to be manufacturing farming equipment instead of manufacturing weapons. In the kingdom, there'll be no need for a military, no need for national defense. Now look at verse 4. And everyone shall sit under his vine And under his fig tree. And no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Everyone will sit under his vine. His own vine. And under his fig tree. What does that mean? It means every individual during the kingdom age. Will experience personal prosperity. And peace. Everyone will have his own vine. His own Fig tree, the vine, of course, produces grapes, which is used to produce wine. Wine in the Bible is a symbol of joy. The kingdom age will be a time of great joy for everyone. Fig trees have very large leaves, which provide shade. They produce very sweet fruit. Everyone will sit under his own fig tree in the shade of the tree and enjoy the sweet fruit of the tree. Life will be good for everybody. In the kingdom. Now, sitting under your fig tree became a symbol of the kingdom age. When Israel will be living in peace and prosperity and the Messiah will be reigning. And so Jews would study the scriptures literally sitting under a fig tree. And as they studied the scriptures, studied the Bible, they would sit under a fig tree. Uh, It was symbolic of their hope. For the Messiah to come and the kingdom age to come. Now, if you're a note taker, you remember in John chapter one, remember Nathaniel. Nathaniel was the one who said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Remember what Jesus said to him? Nathaniel, I saw you when you were sitting under your fig tree. Meaning Nathaniel had this messianic hope. He was he was looking for the Messiah to come and establish his kingdom and liberate Israel. And that's when Jesus saw him. That's when Jesus revealed himself to him. And by the way, this is just extra credit. It's not going to be on the test. George Washington quoted Micah chapter 4, verse 4, over 50 times. 
and letters that he wrote regarding the United States, the founding of our nation. That everyone would sit under his own vine and everyone would sit under his own fig tree, speaking of his hope for the prosperity of the United States. No one shall make them afraid. They'll have security. It goes on in verse 5. For all people walk each in the name of his God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. Again, the kingdom age, all the other gods are going to pass away. All the other gods are going to disappear in the kingdom age. There's going to be one God, Jesus Christ, that everyone will worship. Verse 6. In that day, says the Lord, I will assemble the lame. I will gather the outcasts. That's us. We're the lame and the outcasts, aren't we? (laughs) And those whom I have afflicted, I will make the lame a remnant and the outcast a strong nation. So the Lord will reign over them in Mount Zion. From now on, even forever, Jesus will reign in Mount Zion in Jerusalem forever. And you, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, To you shall it come. This is a reference to Bethlehem. He's going to mention that over in chapter 5, verse 2. Bethlehem Ephrata. Look at chapter 5, verse 2. Though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from of old, from everlasting. But verse 8. And you, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Israel, of Zion, to you shall it come. Even the former dominion shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. Now, why do you cry aloud? Is there no king in your midst? Has your counselor perished? For pangs have seized you like a woman in labor. In verse 9, Micah jumps back to the near future, to the present time for him, when the Babylonians will invade the land. And he describes it as labor pain. Verse 10, be in pain and labor to bring forth, O daughter of Zion, like a woman in birth pangs. For now you shall go forth from the city, from Jerusalem. You shall dwell in the field and to Babylon you shall go. There you shall be delivered. There the Lord will redeem you from the hand of your enemies. He says here, when Babylon invades the land of Judah, it will be like a woman in labor. A woman in labor, in case you don't know, can't really do much of anything else except deal with the labor. They're just consumed with the labor. That's, that's, all, that's the only thing. Like They're not going to build an addition on the back of the house while they're in labor. All they're doing is they're in labor. And when Babylon invades the land of Judah, fear will so grip the people like labor pains. And the people will be consumed with Babylon. And what is happening in their nation? What is Babylon going to do? That's all they're going to be consumed with. Again, just like the people of Ukraine right now, they're just consumed with the war. And that's all they're consumed with. That's how it's going to be in Israel. And you should note that when the Lord says through Micah that they will go into captivity in Babylon, he names Babylon by name here. This is roughly 150 years before the Babylonian captivity. And he names the specific country that's going to invade Judah. And conquer them. Babylon. 150 years before it happens. This is not some vague prophecy. This is a very precise prophecy. It's not the kind of thing where you're like. I wonder what country he's talking about. It's Babylon. You should also note. That when Micah gave this prophecy about Babylon. 
The Babylonians were nothing more than a nomadic tribe at this point. They weren't even a nation, much less a great empire. And so for someone reading this prophecy in Micah's day, they would be left scratching their head thinking, Babylon? You mean the nomads that live like a thousand miles away from here? They're going to come and conquer our city? I don't see how that could ever be. Listen, you can always trust God's word. His word will always come to pass. Even if we don't see how it possibly could ever work out or how it's ever going to come to pass, God's word never fails. Notice the Lord also promised to redeem the people from Babylon. And then finally, verse 11 to 13. Now also many nations have gathered against you who say, let her be defiled and let our eyes look upon Zion. But they do not know the thoughts of the Lord, nor do they understand his counsel. For he will gather them like sheaves to the threshing floor. Arise and thresh, O daughter of Zion, for I will make your horn iron and I will make your hooves bronze. You shall beat in pieces many peoples. I will consecrate their gain to the Lord and their substance to the Lord of the whole earth. Micah switches back now to the second coming of Jesus Christ, when all the nations of the world will gather against God's people, Israel, at the battle of Armageddon. And at that time, the Lord Jesus Christ will return to the earth to rescue his people, Israel. Isaiah 11 says he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips, he shall slay the wicked. At his second coming. And Israel will dwell in peace and security and prosperity. And Jesus Christ will rule over the earth as king of kings and Lord of lords. And there'll be perfect righteousness and justice on the earth. He's the desire of all nations. And Isaiah, it says, he's the one we've been looking for. He's the one the world is longing for. He's the prince of peace that will bring peace to this world. And Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that one day you're going to come back. You're going to establish your kingdom on this earth and you're going to make everything right that is wrong with this world, Lord. You're going to reign in perfect righteousness and perfect truth, Lord. We thank you that You give us these precious promises in your word. We thank you that you tell us the end from the beginning, Lord. And so, Lord, we can have hope. Even when times can look hopeless, Lord, we have hope because we know how the book ends. We know you're coming back. We thank you for that, Lord. I pray that we would be people who set our hearts on things above where you are, not the things of this earth, Lord. Lord, I pray that when you come back for your church, that you would find us ready and watching. Occupying until you come and redeeming the time because the days are evil. Lord, I pray just like Micah, Lord, that you would fill us with your power. The power of your Holy Spirit. That by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would give us great boldness. That we would be fearless in our day to open our mouths and proclaim your truth to people. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He asked me how I know and I say 
Thank you for joining us today. You've been listening to Pastor Dan Sexton on Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan has been opening up the book of Micah to us in this series. This book reminds us that God remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you have questions about today's message, or if we can pray for you, please take a moment to get in contact with us. We can be reached at 410-491-4592. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We would love to see you in person if you're in the area. We meet Sundays at 8.30 and 10.30 and 12.30 p.m., as well as on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Check out our website for more information, calvaryec.com. Or you can ask for more information when you call. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. If you've been enjoying these studies from Ring of Truth, we'd like to invite you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You'll be notified each time we post a new edition of the show. You can also listen to more messages on our website. Again, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's more to discover in this study of the book of Micah, so we encourage you to continue reading. Pastor Dan will be opening God's Word again next time you join us, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.